you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live in New York City. It's Friday, October 14th. I'm Jamie Erdahl, alongside Peter Schrager, and two Super Bowl champions, two Scarlet Knights. Utah, give me two. Yes. Give me two. How do you guys feel? Like, it's is this a show record, right, Peter? Would you confirm this? A two Rutgers guys at the two table. Two Rutgers Super Bowl champions at our table and two of our favorite guys, Sean O'Hara. Welcome to the show, man. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Ray. It's good to see you guys. It, it definitely feels weird sitting over here. Yes. Yeah. But I think we're making history right now, J-Mac. Mm-hmm. There was a game last night, though. <laughs> was. Uh, it was. It was highlight-worthy. Time for the lead block. Lead block! block! Hey! Yeah, exactly. It's a game of inches. It truly is. And the Washington Commanders, amidst a very noisy week in Washington, wins the game 12-7 to after the victory. Ron Rivera addressed a report earlier in the day that it wasn't him who wanted Carson Wentz in Washington, but that it was owner Daniel Snyder who forced it upon him. Ron's response. For the last couple of weeks, honestly, I'm going I'm to speak my mind for a second. For Honestly... It's been hard. It really has. You lose four games in a row, and everybody wants to get you just get on you. And they've played their off. They have. They play their off for everybody. They come out and they show up. They work hard. All right. They don't complain. Okay. They hear all this stuff and they got to deal with it. I get that. And I respect them for that because they're resilient. They come back. Everybody keeps wanting to say I didn't want anything to do with Carson. Well, I'm the guy that pulled out the sheets of paper, that looked at the analytics, that watched the tape in the freaking when we were at Indianapolis. Okay. And that's what pisses me off. Because the young man doesn't deserve to have that all the time. I'm sorry, I'm done. 
Yeah, you just heard all of that coming from Ron Rivera, getting fiery after a Washington win. But he mentioned it had been four losses straight, so it's understandable. Peter, I'm going to start with you. What do we make of those comments? I think that's a coach who thinks that he's got a lot of equity in this league and is being doubted right now for his his uh, intentions and his words, and I think it finally hit the boiling point. And I think Ron deserves a little bit of credibility in this league for what he's done and the Coach of the Year awards and how many years he's been in the league as a player and as a coach. And this all starts when he himself has that comment saying, you know, what's holding his back? The quarterback. And it doesn't matter what the rest was said because Ron can go back and say, and the media's going to tear it apart. Then the Sharks start swimming. And the report mm-hmm. that came out earlier in the day was that Daniel Snyder forced Carson Wentz upon Ron Rivera. And now you're questioning a man's judgment. You're questioning a man's leadership. You're also questioning the man's voice in the room. Mm-hmm. What I'm fascinated by is how do you move from that, which was supposed to be a joyous, celebratory press conference, to the rest of the season? You're two and three right now. Do the teammates around Carson Wentz galvanize and get their guys back? Do the players who look at Ron Rivera for leadership cues, do they look at him and say, that's our guy, he's got our back? Or do they look and say, do you know there was a chant going on during Brian Robinson's press conference saying, sell the team? Do you know that our owner had a huge investigative report around him from ESPN earlier in the day? Does this fall apart or does this galvanize and bring them together? Based on that press conference, you would have no idea this team won the game. But it has been a week in Washington, and it did come out with a W. My take, this is the moment in time where the 2022 Commanders, we'll find out what they're all about. Ron Rivera has a stellar reputation in the league, and he can have the respect because of his longevity and the guys that he's coached and the games that he has won. He can have all that in a vacuum, yes. But you started this on Tuesday. Peter, he can't galvanize a team when he himself brought this on on Tuesday. He should have had that response on Tuesday when he was asked about, oh, the rest of the NFC East looks pretty good. What about you guys? The first word out of your mouth, and it came all too easily to him to just say quarterback. Like, that, to me, was the beginning of it all. You don't get to have this petulant response to somebody questioning how this team is going to move forward from this when you did it in the first place. The only reason people went digging as to why Carson Wentz was in Washington was because you didn't seem too hot on Carson Wentz on Tuesday morning. And I thought maybe he had a conversation with Carson on Monday, a hard one, and so they were kind of on the same page about this. So then for Carson Wentz to have to come out and defend what his coach said and not even mention, you know, we had had some hard talks on Monday. I thought that that's where this was going, but this thing felt like it unraveled, and you're right, it could have been braided back together nicely with a Thursday night win, but then for the questions to come again, and what I really would have appreciated is Laced in that answer was when he said, we had lost four games and people want me to get, and he didn't say it, He, but the implication is that people were calling for me to get fired. If that's why you're frustrated, then just say that on Tuesday. You had lost four games. I'm really angry. Don't have the first word out of your mouth be quarterback. That's so unfair. It was unfair in the first place, but then to have that response, just like, that's not the place, man, and I really don't think that's the thing that's going to galvanize this team. Yeah, I said that on Wednesday, his initial comments. I felt like as a player uncalled for because now I have to speak about it in the media. But my take on all of this, when you're on a football team, you're losing, there's things being said about ownership, about whether they wanted Carson Wentz. Is it falling apart? Absolutely. As a player in a locker room, like, I'm not worried about galvanizing, getting behind Ron Rivera to save his job. Like, no, like, at some point, this whole thing is going to blow up. If we continue to lose, not many of us are coming back. I'm going out there to play the game to secure my job in the NFL for the next season, Mm. regardless if it's going to be here because they start stuff over or whatever the case 
says they want to bring me back because I'm performing, or if they clean house, there's another team, the 31 others, that want to bring me in. So if I'm a player on that team, my main focus is I'm watching film this morning. All right, what did I look like mm-hmm. in the game? Mm-hmm. How am I going to continue to get better to ensure that I have a job to take care of my family? All of the hoopla going on around me that I have absolutely no control over, I'm not going to put my time and energy into it. Yeah, let me just say this. I I love Ron Rivera, and I love the fact that he's fired up after this. And you know why? Because to your point, Peter, this should have been a celebratory post-game press conference. They just won a game on the road at Soldier Field where Ron Rivera used to play. All right, This was a homecoming of sorts for him. He won a Super Bowl ring with the 85 Bears. So for him to to come back out, out after this win and not have it be about, hey, hard-fought win, let's talk about the game, celebrate the players. So I understand why he's fired up. I I look at at Ron Rivera standing up for Carson Wentz and saying, yeah, I wanted him here. Because I look at Ron Rivera and the quarterback drama he's had to deal with throughout his tenure there. Taylor Haneke, 15 games. Alex Smith won a division with him on basically one leg with six games. Dwayne Haskins was there, rest his soul. Kyle Allen breaks his ankle. Garrett Gilbert, Ryan Fitzpatrick played 16 snaps when he was supposed to be the starter for the entire season last year. So Ron Rivera's been through hell at the quarterback position. Now he's got a guy that he can that he can rely on, that, that has some consistency. I talked around the summer, and he was like, I'm so excited. Carson is going to be so good for this team because he's going to provide leadership and stability at that position. And that's exactly what Carson has done in the locker room for Ron Rivera. Now, uh, Jamie, to your point about why is he blaming the quarterback, I have no problem blaming the quarterback. Go ahead. They're, they're the highest-paid players on the team. By him saying, look, the quarterback is the issue, he's putting pressure on him. And if your quarterback can be coached hard, then everybody can be coached. Well, I have you no, problem. Brain, I have no right? problem with him putting Same blame on the quarterback. I have problem with him being annoyed on the back end when he gets questioned about the quarterback, the response that he gives. I have a problem with it. Be hard on your quarterback in the meeting room. Like, not in the media. I don't need you to come out and say, I'm struggling to all the reporters. They have no control over what we do on Sundays. In the meeting room, if I'm playing bad, I throw that interception. In the team room, put it up on film, break it down, say where my reads should have been, what I should have been doing, so I can be held accountable by all my teammates. I don't need to be held accountable by America when I'm doing this. This is going to be a case study. Because I think what happens is he had a long response. And what he was explaining was about developing a quarterback. So Dak was a further. And you then have Cooper Rush, who's there for four years. And you have a plan. Then he's alluding to, obviously, what the Philadelphia Eagles have. And there's Jalen Hurts. And he's talking about... I, th- I mean, I'm interpreting. He's talking about what you were talking about. And I've got this thing in the quarterback position. It's all over. Mm-hmm. I don't think he in his head when he said quarterback was, Carson Wentz has really let me down. He's talking about instability in the division. But it doesn't matter because... What we did on the show just now to start this highlight was we brought it down to one word, and you don't get the context of the benefit of the doubt. You don't get that whole explanation. You don't get to come back the next day. We heard quarterback. Everyone heard quarterback. And guess what? The players, they heard quarterback. Good point. That's the case study for all co- – like, you might have a great long explanation for this thing, but at the end of the day, it's going to be written as Ron Rivera threw Carson Wentz under the bus. And I think he's frustrated because he knows that was not his intention. Mm. Great point. But it was said – and that's how it was interpreted. And Washington won that game. They snapped a four-game losing streak. Congratulations to the Commanders. A lot of guys played well. Time now to welcome in Ian Rappaport, our NFL Network insider. Ian, once again, we find ourselves uh, 7:12 a.m. Eastern, and we're going to talk about that thumb in Dallas that we've been covering for five weeks. What is the latest on Dak Prescott? Well, a little something new today to discuss. Dak Prescott actually participated in practice. Somewhat of a milestone for the Cowboys' starting quarterback, who, of course, has been on the side of practice in the rehab group, kind of throwing light tossing, but not really doing anything in practice for the last couple weeks. Yesterday, he practiced, was listed as limited, and C.D. Lamb, the star receiver, was talking to reporters after practice and essentially said, 
Dakota healthy. This is a step in the right direction, an important step. Still not expected to play on Sunday. Not there yet, from my understanding. If he didn't practice on Wednesday, was not going to play on Sunday. So expect to see Cooper Rush, as Mike McCarthy said. But this now allows Dak Prescott to keep next week in his sights. This is a good sign. Meanwhile, for the Miami Dolphins, both of their main quarterbacks were on the practice field yesterday, but another situation where it's not going to be either of those guys. It is going to be Skylar Thompson, the late drafted rookie uh, who's going to start for the Miami Dolphins. But still, let's go through where they are. Tua Tugavailoa, who was on the practice field on Wednesday on a limited non-contact basis, was again in that same position on the NFL's concussion protocol. That's where he was yesterday during practice. Then for the first time, his backup, Teddy Bridgewater, also in the NFL concussion protocol despite passing all the concussion tests on Sunday. He participated in his first practice, non-contact of course, on Thursday. Both those guys are working through the protocol. Both those guys expected to not play on Sunday against the Vikings. It's time to send it over to Sarah Walsh with the latest on the Buccaneers and she knows the standard that we hold here on this show. Well, just like our Jamie Erdahl, Tom Brady expects perfection out of his colleagues, and he told us that he doesn't believe anybody has played to the level they're capable of yet. It's a pervading feeling throughout the Buccaneers building. They really don't believe that they've played a complete game. On offense, in particular, they feel like they've left a lot of points out on the field, but offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich believes his offense is close. He said if they can continue to get everyone out on the field healthy, and the good news for the Buccaneers is Tom's top two receivers, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, are very healthy at the moment. On the flip side of things, Kenny Pickett makes his first start at home in Pittsburgh. Byron Leftwich also told us that that's a guy he evaluated, and just because you're a rookie doesn't mean you're not good. Brady said the big challenge for rookie quarterbacks is not having the experience in making certain decisions. And because I know Jamie loves fun facts, here's one for you. The last time Tom Brady lost to a rookie quarterback, the year was 2013. The quarterback was Geno Smith. Oh, I love that tie-in, Sarah Walsh. All right, time for the Mad Minute. Week 6 officially kicked off last night, and we have a wonderful slate of games coming up to you on Sunday. We're going to break down some of the best matchups right now. We'll have 60 seconds on the clock to break down what we are most excited for in each game. All right, we are going to start with that game. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers headed up to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. What are we most excited for in this matchup? Jason, you go first. Yeah, for me, Brady is 12-3 and all-time versus the Steelers. Has 34 touchdowns, averaging almost 300 yards a game. For whatever reason, he sees those terrible towels when he heads there and he plays his best Football, I'm excited to see what Tom's going to do against the Steelers' defense. This entire game's going to be about Brady and Pickett and the quarterbacks, but I'm looking at the running backs. Give me some Najee Harris. I can't wait for him to have that breakout game this year. He has yet to – he's kind of he's, – he's pedestrian at, right now. But he and Leonard Fournette are going to take over this game at some point, and Leonard Fournette coming off of a career game. Najee Harris, it's time to go. Do you ride Najee Harris if you're down 20 nothing after a couple quarters? <laughs> like, I'm curious because I this is unfamiliar territory for me. I've been co- covering the game since around 2006, 2007. I don't remember a Steelers franchise that looks like this. They got blown out by Buffalo. You start this week, here comes Tampa. They're getting healthy. All those wide receivers are expected to be back. I've n- I have not seen a Steelers team that can lose 38-3 to one week and then can lose 38-3 to the next week. Hopefully Tomlin's got them going, but this is a tough spot for Pickett or Najee. Kenny?
Kenny Pickett, 24 years old, Tom Brady playing for 23 years in the NFL. <laughs> wow. All right, the Ravens battle it out against the Giants at MetLife Stadium. What are we most looking forward to in this matchup? Jay, what's up? We talked about it. Wink Martindale versus Lamar Jackson. Wink is a guy who sends pressure from all over. Lamar already talked about it this week. Said you never know which player is going to be blitzing. It could be the corner one play, the middle linebacker the next play, which lets me know that Lamar is watching it. He's getting ready for what kind of blitzes and exotic stuff can Wink draw up and can he get home and actually get Lamar on the ground? Yeah, we're, I'm going to talk about the defense later on in the show, but how can you not be excited to watch Saquon Barkley? And, and when you see the resurgence of him in his career and everything that he means to this offense, there's going to be some new wrinkles. Have no fear. Brian Dable and Mike Kafka are going to find different ways to get Saquon the football. They're showing the creativity that people talk about when they hire a coach about how creative and how they're going to use him and they're going to find ways to get him open. They're doing just that for Saquon. They're finding different ways to get him out in space. So I'm going to be glued in on 2-6, and you're probably wearing his shoes. Yeah, shout out to Ryan Dunleavy, the New York Post. I love this one. Blitz and glamour. Mm. That is the headline here. It's all about this guy. That's the big fellow. Wink Martindale was with them for about a decade, all told, and then the last five years was their defensive coordinator. Mutually parted ways. Now he gets a chance <laughs> to go up against the Ravens this weekend. All right, the Packers are trying to avoid losing to two New York teams in a row as they host the Jets at Lambeau. What has us all excited about this matchup in particular, Peter? Yeah, I was talking about it this week. I have a podcast now and I've got Robert Sala as my first guest. The podcast called The Season with Peter Schrager and Sala goes in depth about his relationship with Matt LaFleur and their relationship goes back 20 years to when they were graduate assistants at Central Michigan. They were together in Houston. They were together in San Francisco and, and now... Here, Michael Ford is now here with him as his little brother and his guy. So I'm fascinated to see how that dynamic goes. No one knows Salah better than Matt LaFleur. No one knows Matt LaFleur better than Salah. The ideas, the insights, let's see how that goes at a coaching matchup. Yeah, for sure. LaFleur knows him well. Let's see if he's able to get two halves put together where the Packers play good football because this is one hell of an opportunity for the Jets on the roll at Lambeau. You get a victory there, man. Salah, go get that receipt. Let him know. Yeah, this game, if you need a meme for it, it's going to be the Spider-Mans pointing at each other because this they're the same offense. And, and, and when I look at Aaron Rodgers, I'm curious to see what he does against this Jets defense because Aaron Rodgers loves his matchups. So what does he do when he sees Sauce Gardner over there one-on-one? Is he going to go after Sauce? We're going to know a lot about what Aaron Rodgers and this offense thinks of Sauce Gardner in the corner. You could say the same for Kirk Cousins and the Miami secondary as the Vikings head down to South Beach to battle it out against the Dolphins. What are we looking for in this game? Jay? For me, Skylar Thompson, third-string quarterback. He lit it up in the preseason. We were all excited to watch him, seeing him throw the ball around, making plays, and now he gets a full week of practice where he knows he's going to be the guy. Has a tough challenge going against this Minnesota Vikings. Let's see if he can get something done and make some plays on the offensive side of the ball. This Vikings pass rush right now against uh, some quarterbacks that have, have taken a, a lot of hits. This is going to be huge. Zedarius Smith is what I'm watching. He's got three and a half sacks already. He's been a huge addition to this Vikings defense. And Teron Armstead, we're not sure if he's going to be able to go in this game. He exited last week, so uh, that could be something they're going to look to exploit. Jamie, you're, you're from the Minnesota area. Mm -hmm. Four and one, but does it feel like four and one Vikings were kicking butt four and one Vikings? Or does it feel like four and one, but we might have lost this game if things yeah. it doesn't go in there against Skylar Thompson on the road and kick some butt. Yeah. If you're like a four and one team that's gonna take the crown in the division, I, I really am curious to see we have Adam Thielen on later in the show. I'm curious to see what version of the Vikings come out. Can they come fired up and just put one away? Yeah, I would say uh the stress that comes with Vikings giving up leads is ever present uh for Minnesota fans and it's happened again all too often this season. But they've won those games, but yeah. it's like why does this keep Chicago's happening? Chicago's in it. At yeah, the end. yeah, you know, the like, Saints like Ugh. all right, that was Mad Minute. We got go. more Mad Minute coming up later in the show if we missed you. 
your game. Don't worry, we'll get to it. Coming up, though, the Eagles just got some bulletin board material heading into their Week 6 game against the Cowboys. We're going to explain that next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, football. From NFL all day to Will Selva all day, we can take him whenever. Will, out on the West Coast, what's going on, my friend? <laughs> Happy Friday and happy Rutgers Day in studio. We are so excited because we've got some good matchups coming up this weekend. But, of course, J-Mac, you and Jamie and the guys talked about this yesterday in regards to Justin Fields, that he's working, was working with the team's yoga instructor to help with his breathing during the game. Well, after the loss to the commanders, he'll be doing a lot of breathing in the training room because Fields revealing afterwards that he re-aggravated a pre-existing injury to his left shoulder. Now, the Bears QB is saying, quote, I'm hurting, hurting pretty good. They'll have a little extra time to rest as Chicago doesn't play again until next Monday night against the Patriots. Now, as we all know, Jalen Hurts has the Eagles sitting as the only remaining unbeaten team in the NFL. In fact, Eagles quarterback, was, has won each of his last eight regular season games and has his name among the early MVP talk. But Cowboys defensive end Demarcus Lawrence, he's kind of over all this Hurts talk, let's just say. Yes, it, it will be a good test for us. I feel like, you know, they do have a pretty good offense. Um, you know, they got a, got a good receiver core, good quarterback, good offensive line. So, you know, they, they well-rounded, but also... 
We don't boys. Remember that. Don't worry about it. Y'all will see it on Sunday. So that's all it took. What have you seen differently from Hurts, how he's grown? I know you guys have faced him twice as a starter, but he's taking a real step. Hey, how about this? That's the last question I'm hearing about Hurts. Well, on the Eagles and Hurts going undefeated, Lawrence went on to say, quote, he hasn't played the Cowboys yet, so we don't know how good he is. He was on a heater yesterday, and I mm. cannot wait to find out this weekend. Awesome. I love that. Will, one time when we tossed you for the news, you'd be like, you know what? That's the last time I want to hear about it, tossing <laughs> yeah. in the news. Like, that's it, all right? And I just want to see how yeah. Will responded to that. <laughs> yeah. Done. Okay. All right. One of these days. Uh, Will Selva, thank you. <laughs> yeah, one coming. of these days. Just throw it at us. Um, yeah. So you can tell that it's rivalry week in the NFL, and this one is spicy, which we all love. We just heard strong words from Demarcus Lawrence about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Eagles, what do we think about those comments ahead of Sunday night's game? I'm fired up. I think as a player, you've been there. Where right, You get the question about a good player on the other team, and you answer it, you do what you're supposed to do, you pump the person up, and then it's the second question. The third question is like, yo, the hell with this. Like, we're, we're them boys. I hear you, Demarcus Lawrence. Let them know. And this is just all a part of the rivalry. Last year, Sirianni wore the Beat Dallas t-shirt and was letting them know, hey, I'm, I'm here now. I'm the Eagles coach. It's a big game. I know what it's all about. This is a rivalry. Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles. We don't like each other, but they lost the game, so the shirt really didn't mean anything. Dallas responds. They go on social media because it's a new age. It's 2021 last year. Hey, beat by Dallas. Good. Letting them know, like, hey, we see, we see you, Sirianni, and we raise you. You got to show up on Sunday and win that game. So rivalry games, I love this. We don't like each other. We don't have to pretend. We don't have to pretend to pump you up. I'm letting you know, hey, on Sunday when you see us, it's going to be a different ball game. Jason, you, 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 you've been working with me with, what, like two months now? Yeah, yeah. I've got my... My hand on the pulse, right? 100%. Pretty good access. Who else has the actual authentic shirt that they had last year? Don't forget this, guys. Wow, look at you. Oh. Don't forget this. They rocked this, and they lost by 20. Ooh. Oh. They lost by 20. <laughs> this is what the Eagles need to focus on. They took a different approach last year. Now they're the heavies. They're yeah. the 5-0 and team. Dallas was the better team. I don't know if Dallas is the better team right now. They don't need shirts this year. They're not doing shirts or gimmicks or doing pep talks with videos and TV monitors and all. Sirianni's a lot different right now because I think the Eagles truly believe they can beat this Cowboys team. They're at home. It's a Sunday night game. And, and I think that they will be thinking and hearing about Jalen Hurts quite a bit. And maybe mm. Demarcus Lawrence should be mm. on watch. Mm. Oh. With your Shregs, definitely be on watch for that freedom fighter. Because you, you put it out there and you start throwing some shade right there. And all the linemen, don't stand in a pile. All right? You're, you're, you're going to Those guys, they listen. <laughs> to, to your point, I, I think this, this is the best offense that they're going to face all year long uh, to this point. This Eagles O-line, I mean, they're, they're kicking butt and taking names right now. So Demarcus Lawrence, they've been moving him around. But, look, he's going to have to run into Jordan Mailata, who's trying to get healthy. Lane Johnson, two of the best tackles in the league right now. So this is going to be a little bit of a different battle for him and for this defense. But I do feel like this is very, like, this is kind of like what we come to expect from the Cowboys, right? They're always telling everybody how great they are. And <laughs> we don't know how good they are. Like, it's funny that he's saying that about the Philadelphia Eagles, just like you said. I think for, for the Cowboys right now, their defense has won them football games, and they're coming off pretty high right now because they just dethroned the defending Super Bowl champions. So uh, that right there is why we have to limit when defensive players uh, get a chance to talk to Mike. Wow! They always, they're always Love starting the up. They're, they're starting the fires for us. <laughs>
Listen, I am so glad that in the offseason, these guys all have a nice place to go to work out, like in Scottsdale, in Miami. And I'm glad that everyone becomes friends in the offseason. But when it's October, like this is the kind of stuff I want to see and I want to hear. And when you're in a, a member of the press and you're in that scrum and you start talking to a guy and people start going down this Jalen Hurts path and you're like, oh, he's really going to be chatty about this. So they kind of keep mm. going down the tunnel of repeated questions. All of a sudden, the player realizes, like, I've spent seven minutes too long talking about some Someone else's quarterback, mm-hmm. and then he's just like, back it up. I love this. I love the passion. I love the tinge of hate that we heard in it. And I just, enough of this. We work out together that summer. That's my guy. Like, no, no, that's not your guy. The Eagles and the Cowboys hate. There's something about the signing the jersey after a big loss and posing for a photo I that, that I don't stomach well either. And yeah. I don't think they're, I don't care if it's best friends from high school. When you put this shirt out last year, I don't think you're getting any signed jerseys yes. and hugs <laughs> and photo shoots with the team social media guy. Exactly. Exactly. Are you gonna jersey swap? No. No. Not this week, man. Sean, you're so Can nice. Swap mics? No, Eagles. No. Our equipment managers, they'll send it to each other. Why would you, if you were a cowboy, why would you want that jersey in your house? Yeah, I don't care you know if it's your boy. You know how sweaty and gross those jerseys are? You're well, gonna have to sweat like a different I don't even like handling my own sweaty jersey, let alone your stink. <laughs> All right. Time for Sunday Spotlight, presented by Oakley. I'm gonna start things off. Everyone's gonna come up and give, put their stun of shades on and give Ooh. who they think will be in the spotlight come Sunday, week six. I'm going to take you back in time to my mid-20s, which feels like longer ago than it actually was, um, when I was a single girl living in New York City. And the best day of the week to me was on Sundays when I got back from covering football and I got to go watch football. New York City watching football when the weather is beautiful is fantastic. Let's Let's put a spotlight on New York City when the Jets are good, when the Giants are good. There is nowhere you would rather be. If anybody has just one of those airline mile tickets that they just want to burn, go to one of the five airports that surround Manhattan. Get here for a weekend when these teams are winning. The Jets are going to Green Bay. The Giants are hosting the Ravens. The city could be nine wins total, I think, if my math is correct, and it probably is not. (laughs) And it could be bubbling with football. And go to one of those bars and just sit down and enjoy what beautiful sight it is to see all of these jerseys, the Jets' pride, the Giants' pride. And if they win on Sunday, look out Monday because, I'm sorry, work casual is going to become wear your jersey to work day in New York City. Spotlight on New York City for having some fun football to watch right now. I like it. There we go. Who's next? Jamar Chase is from the West Bank of New Orleans. This guy, he grew up a diehard Saints fan. His father, Jimmy, a diehard Saints fan. His mother still has Saints love. The Bengals need a victory big. Where are they going this weekend? The LSU product is going back to the bayou, baby. Jamar Chase, back to where it all started. The Harvey, Louisiana native grew up 15 minutes from the Superdome. This is a must win for the Bengals. And for a guy who we saw last year have the best season ever by a rookie wide receiver, it is time to put this team on your back and say, I got us guys. We're going home and we're coming out with a victory. 50 of his closest friends and family will be at this game Mm. in New Orleans. He's going up against famous LSU superstar Tyron Matthew. Look at him right in the eyes. And trust me, they could have Jarvis Landry. They could have the Honey Badger. Jamar Chase sees him 
as New Orleans' own as well. I think it's going to be a big game for Jamar Chase. There are sharks in the water coming for his coach, Zach Taylor, for his offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan. Nothing else needed here. The motivation is internal. I've got Jamar Chase going home to New Orleans and having a huge game against the Saints. Ooh, 50 tickets. Ooh, Dave, or Ooh. 50 Ooh. tickets. 50 tickets. That's cutting into that weekly check right there. They don't give you, they don't give you any <laughs> tickets first for round. He's good. Yeah, you're right about that. My spotlight goes to a guy, Grand Valley State, played for the Lakers there, Matthew Judon, the AFC Defensive Player of the Week versus the Lions last week, had two sacks. One of them were picked up and returned for a touchdown. This guy has been incredible since he joined the New England Patriots. Team captain Devin McCourty said the team will go as far as this guy takes him because he has an ability unlike everybody else on the roster physically he can go out there and dominate and he has done that a sack each and every week this season matthew judon knows how to get it done but on top of that the spotlight will be on him on the field but it will also be on him after the game and before the game because oh! this guy is stylish he went okay. to the game last week and i think what kind of got him going and what his desire was he wanted to look like a dollar bill so he dressed up he's getting paid a lot of money so you know what i'm just gonna walk to the game look like money feel like money and go out there and ball out matthew judon get it done the spotlight's on you all right get that money all right listen so we got uh we got people pitching us to fly to new orleans people pitching us to fly to new york city uh -huh. we got matt judon and his red sleeves i'm gonna stay right here I'm going to say right here in New York City, New Jersey, the New York Giants are taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Xavier oh. McKinney. Okay. Weapon X. Guess what? A couple weeks ago, he was tasked with the challenge by Wink Martindale of shadowing Christian McCaffrey when they played Carolina Panthers. This guy, don't, don't try to label him. He's not a linebacker. He's not a safety. He's not a corner. He's everything. He's Weapon X. Everybody wants to talk about Lamar Jackson. How are we going to slow him down? You know what Lamar Jackson's trying to do? All right, he's trying to get a new contract. He wants to get that arm contract, not the leg contract. So Mark Andrews is the challenge. And this is why Xavier McKinney is going to be in the spotlight. He's got a shout on Mark Andrews. Everybody knows that's Lamar's favorite target, Mark Andrews. He's like Travis Kelsey. Everybody knows the ball's going to him. Everybody knows Lamar's looking for him. And yet he still finds a way to get open. And especially down in the red zone where you think it'd be harder to find more space, Mark Andrews is there every single week because of what he does. So Xavier McKinney versus Mark Andrews. Watch that matchup. You're going to see it often in this game. And I know Lamar is looking for that home run ball, and, and that's his guy. Very go. good. Oh, man, but we'll be back for the rest of the show. More Good Morning Football coming your way. Bills, Chiefs, a rematch. Oh, it's a sight for sore eyes. What's the fuel for the fire? We're going to talk about it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Good Morning Football, note. presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We are live here in New York City. It's Friday, October 14th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. Uh, that is Peter Schrager, and these are two Super Bowl champions on either side, Jason McCourty and Sean O'Hara. It's time for the lead block as lead we block. end the dial forward That's on this week of football. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs put on a show this past Monday. Coming back to beat the Raiders after trailing 17 to nothing. Kyle Brandt says that's when he knew the Chiefs were going to win that game. Okay. <laughs> this week, it's a rematch of the epic overtime divisional game from last season against Buffalo. With the latest on the Chiefs as they prepare to welcome back the Bills, here's our own James Palmer. Well, thanks, Jamie. I remember being on that Chiefs sideline with just 13 seconds to go. KC down 36-33 to the Bills, and there was no panic. It was burned into my brain. Nobody had their head down. Patrick Mahomes was getting the offense ready, and we know what they did. They drove down for a field goal, then won it in overtime. And it's because they don't panic, which is why they've been able to get back into games in the second half. Eric Bieniemy, their offensive coordinator, sits down with this offense for 20, 30 minutes every single Friday and goes over all of these end-of-game and of half scenarios. Andy Reid says it stems from Patrick Mahomes. Just the way he's wired, everybody feels like they can win at any time. I talked to safety Justin Reid, who remember was with the Texans in the postseason and was victim to one of these Kansas City comebacks. He said the difference in this locker room is nobody points any fingers. Nobody gets down. We just go on the field and play. Jamie, the difference against the Bills, though, is Patrick Mahomes has thrown seven second-half touchdowns this season. The Bills have given up just seven second-half points. Oh my goodness, what does Josh Allen have to say now as he looks forward to going up? Oh, we're going to bring it down the to the Kansas this. City Chiefs yeah, this hot. week. He's is still, he reliving he's still this game? There is he with that helmet on? On? What, what is it? Say? Josh Allen, what do you have to say? Uh, just another game, another week. We've moved on. We're, we're ready to focus on this week, and I know everybody in the media is going to make a big deal of, of it, but as players, you know, it really is just our next game on our schedule. It's the biggest one we're playing because it is the next one. Nothing that we did last year carries over to this year, so we just got to go out there again into a hostile environment. We know how their crowd is. Um, it's, a, it's a fantastic place to play in. It's uh, it's one of the special places you can play in in the league, for sure, so um, looking forward to the challenge, and again, it's, a, it's a, a really good team that we're about to go play. 
It's a fantastic special place to play. It's just the next game on our schedule. If Josh Allen keeps saying these things, I think maybe he hopes that we start to believe him. But this is a huge game in anticipation of this, the rematch of that 2021 divisional game. Should the Bills feed off of what we all just relived? Or do you forget about it? Can I just take a second to say how much I appreciate this game? Mm-hmm. How So good. Last night we suffered. <laughs> Last night we grinded it out. Your tweet was amazing. <laughs> What did he tweet? My tweet was this. My tweet was this. When we were kids, <laughs> your parents would say to you, you have to eat every last vegetable on your plate, and then you can get dessert. We walked the 40 miles in the desert last night mm-hmm. so that we can get Sunday Chiefs bills. We earned yeah. this. The Muscle down that broccoli. This is our dessert, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is why we do this. And I'll go even further. When we're in June doing Good Morning Football segments and Jamie is serving us up and saying, guys, which tight end who went to the University of Nebraska is the better tight end? And we have a full segment in June because there's nothing else to talk about. We do it all for weeks like this. Yep. Because this is the game. When the NFL put their schedule together, and we love Howard Katz and Mike North and those guys, this was circled as the number one regular season game of the week, and they put it week six. Put it week six, and right now we have two teams that are four and one, two teams that have come back from 17-point deficits this season, and two teams whose quarterbacks and defenses are playing very well. Your question about whether the Bills should use that as motivation, screw that. Rip that up. That is last year's team. That is last year's memories. Even playing these highlights is like from black and white times for them. (laughs) To these guys, it is a new team with new swagger and with new players. You're looking at James Cook getting his first touchdown last Mm -hmm. week. You're looking at at Shakir, the receiver, getting his first touchdown. You're seeing Von Miller come off the edge. This is a different squad. This is a different team. And the guys that were there last year, that's great. We hung with them and then a coin toss went awry and then we, we just couldn't stop him at the end. Uh, If I'm the Buffalo Bills, I'm coming in there with my chest puffed out knowing that we are rolling right now. Mm -hmm. We just beat a good team 38-3. to Now we can go on and take the Chiefs. I can't wait for this game, guys. I am so excited. We we can feel it. You ever wonder about people who go to their jobs where they love that? I love my job because I love being able to talk about this type of game, and I can't wait to be here Monday to break it up. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress 
yours today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.